If you're not using pattern interrupts in your videos, you're fucking up. Then you're not going viral. Oh, fuck. That was a pattern interrupt. That interrupted my pattern for real, bro. Now you have a lot of things to clean up. <laughs> now we're going to go viral for sure. I, I got love for the game. like no joke yeah you know i got bored over covid so i had to step my shit up <laughs> what is it what did it set you back how much you spend on this uh i would say the panels were probably a thousand bucks total in materials um the cameras were probably a thousand each the lights the light was probably a thousand that one was probably a few hundred bucks the switcher was probably I don't know, six, seven hundred, the roadcaster. So you, you, so you, you, yeah. you went ham. I went I ham. Like it, yeah. Like it. Um, it, it was kind of a cheat code because I was doing a lot of advertising last year and I was doing it on my on my Amex business card and you get all those points back. Okay. So I got cash back and I was just like, let me get some material for my for my studio. It's dope. Yeah, man. And then I just got this carpet because of the vertical sound waves, you know? Yeah. And you got on the walls. Yep. It's a whole room. It's, a, it's like the Rogan setup. I mean, I've, I don't even know what his setup is. Oh, I'm sure it's expensive, but this yeah. is nice. Are you a fan of the Rogan podcast? I am. I'm a fan of Rogan in general. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's super controversial. Why do you say I that? I like him. Everybody, everybody loves to hate Rogan, but he's too big to fail. Yeah. I feel like he's one of those people that's uncancelable and uncancelable. Oh, I 100% would agree that. They try to all the time. He's getting trying to right now because he took ivermectin or some shit. My girlfriend was talking <laughs> shit. I was like, you don't even watch Rogan. Why are you talking shit on Rogan's fucking choices? Everybody's like, oh, so stupid. What's, what's uh, the whole deal with this ivermectin shit? I don't know ivermectin. I don't believe any of it. <laughs> You're one of those Florida men who, uh, yeah, COVID doesn't exist, huh? COVID doesn't exist where I live, so we. That's, I'm like a, you're like an outcast. You're from Florida. There's like two types of people. There's like you're on a plane. It's like, oh, where are you from? And they're like Florida. It's like, <laughs> or it's like, dude, your governor's the shit. It's like, oh, all right, those are my people. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be afraid to move to Florida because I mean, you hear all the stories, you hear about the headlines, and I'm like, is there something in the water? I don't know. We just don't wear sleeves. A lot of beaches. Yeah. Drinking. Speaking drinking. of, you're looking tan as fuck right now. That's what happens when you move to the beach. <laughs> like, I don't go out. Like, I went out last night, but I don't go out. We just day drink at pools now. And mm. I take my kids to the pool. So, I'm, I don't know. There's a lot of bars in Florida with, like, they cater to the parents. So, it's like, there's, like, walk-up bars. And mm. it's, like, the pools are no bit no more than, like, three and a half feet deep. So, all the all the kids, the kids don't drown themselves. But the parents can drink. How did uh, having a child change your life? That's a good question. Um, it made me think a lot more long term. That was the biggest uh, thing. Like all my business decisions changed. Like, and it, I don't know. It changes you. It does. It because you you're like, you know. I mean, I have a lot of employees now, so it's like. But I have a kid, and then I have a fiance, and then I'm like, fuck. I have all these people responsible, and it's like the kids like, but they they'll literally kill themselves if you don't pay attention to them. Like they get hurt, like there's, they're, they're literally out to die. It's like the way I look at my kid. I'm like, she's trying to kill herself at all times. And I have to stop that from happening. So it's, it, it makes you like hyper aware, super, super, uh, I don't know. It's just, the, the biggest thing for me was like business wise, I, I started thinking like 10, 15, 20 years down the line instead of like hobby money. Like I need to make money now. It's like, well, how's this gonna affect her? Like, is she gonna go to private school? Are we gonna like, 
you know, she can have nice shoes. She got to buy all these clothes. Like, it's it's yeah. an expense. Having kids, and it's politi- It's political too. I learned that she's in kindergarten now, so it's like you have to be friends with the right people to get into better classes. Mm. So it's like there's like there's like clout inside kindergarten, which is I had no idea that existed. Until Explain about. this concept. So we became friends with the woman that is the head of the PTA. Okay. It's a good person to know. For anybody that listen to this, if you have a kid, you need to be the, you need to know the people in the head of the PTA. And like it's a there's like four kindergarten classes and it's like so the the hierarchy goes if you're on the PTA, you're like up there. And then the the secondary hierarchy is like you have to know somebody who's in the PTA or you have another kid that went there prior. So like people with multiple kids, like you have like hierarchy. Well, it's like, but if you're like my daughter's like her first year in kindergarten, we don't know anybody. We do kind of know the woman that runs the PTA and she's in like her singular class. Like and the class is, it's very, and it, she goes to a fundamental school. So it's like a private school, but you don't have to pay for it, mm. but it's really hard to get into. And there's like a lot of, the parents have a lot of responsibilities. We have to like, go to meetings, we have to like pay attention to shit. So it's like, um, I walked in, I was like, well, this, uh, this class is very uh, diverse. <laughs> it's, uh, it's colorful, if you will. Yeah. And none of the other classes are like that. I was like, well, segregation's real. All right, cool. I'm like, so I like to, I'm like, hey, you're gonna get it at some point in your life. Here you go. Yeah, so what is the PTA, like what is the advantage of knowing the PTA person? You, you get the best teacher for your kids. Mm. And, and you get the, I would say the, I don't, I don't want to go, it's like racially diverse. Like there, there is, it, it's, it's different. Mm. I didn't know it existed until a couple weeks ago. I was like, whoa, this is real. Okay. And, but yeah, knowing that if you're friends with the people on the PTA, you tend to get, the child gets the better Like There's, there's like, there's perks. <laughs> like they get like, the, you know, the lunches and then there's like the good classrooms. Mm. And like, we have the first year teacher. I don't know if she's a good teacher. There's no track record. It's her first year. Yeah. My kid's in her class. So I was like, oh, I hope she's good. Like, yeah. Next year, though, like, my Christian was like, I'm joining the fucking PTA. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, all, this, all this stuff makes me just wonder if I, when I have children, I feel like, man, with the way the world's going right now, I would almost think about homeschooling, even though as a kid, I thought the homeschool kids were weird. Homeschooling, while well, a viable option is... I feel like people say, oh, I'll just homeschool my kid. And then when the reality of homeschool comes down, it's a completely different conversation. Like, cause I'm like, yeah, I make, I make money. Cool. I'll homeschool my kid. It's not that easy. Like you, you have to like figure out, you have to get a teacher or you have to teach. Like, and I'm not a good teacher to my five-year-old. Like, and then what are the curriculums? Like, I don't want her to like, you know, struggle because we homeschool her. Like, is she going to be like not able to get a diploma at some point because we did some weird we didn't do the right things. Like, you know, so it's like people are like, oh, I'll just homeschool. It's like, okay, <laughs> it's not that easy. Like, you know, and I mean, it's good though. I, I mean, I, I would rather homeschool my kid, you know, cause the, you, you see things as you have, have children, like, like they're being, they're being manipulated. Like there's a lot of manipulation happening. I mean, even more so now, obviously with the political climate that we live in these days, it's like even worse, but like my kids' teachers, I mean, first thing I did was look at her on Facebook. Mm. I saw some things I don't necessarily agree with. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> put her on blast. <laughs> oh, I don't want to put her on blast. She's a nice, she seems really cool. But no, it's just like, the you know, social media is out there. Like there's pictures of her 
clearly drunk on boats and you know mm. i'm like not that i think that's anything wrong with that but it's like you are a kindergarten teacher <laughs> yeah why is your facebook not private would you rather have a girl getting drunk on boats or a girl who's like fuck trump fuck like just super political whatever whatever direction it is yeah probably. actually i don't know because I mean, we have a nanny now and our the, the girl that's our moving nanny. on up in life yeah because <laughs> that's another thing when your kid's in school they get out of school at two o'clock in the afternoon mm. it's like well, what, do, what do you do when you got to work yeah you gotta you gotta pay for nannies or they go into aftercare and the aftercare is like well i don't somebody random is taking my kid in a bus to somewhere i don't like i don't want that so it's like you get a nanny now but our nanny it's like she was homeschooled mm. parents are trump supporters they have a boat <laughs> i'm like checking all the boxes of somebody quite responsible she doesn't look <laughs> like a slut <laughs> like, yeah. you're 21 you're very nice you go to church i'm like all right cool good influence on my kid like, did you hear about this recent thing where there was a teacher i don't know all the details because i heard someone talking about it but apparently a teacher in their class of little kids was like giving tests on like a, an assessment on like what are their political standpoints and then at the end of the class they had to retake the test and they had to they got extra credit if their ideology moved left i didn't hear about that but it doesn't surprise me because I mean, my kid in last year at school came home with a, a rainbow flag. Mm. Never seen an American flag come home. Mm. And it, but it's it's so many because it's like it's a rainbow to a four year old. It's a rainbow. They're pretty. They're like majestic. Yeah. But I looked at it. I was like, I know exactly what that is. Yeah. The world knows exactly what that is. Why is that coming? Why is that? You're four. Yeah. Why does that need to be an issue? Yeah. It, and I mean, now, dude, it's so like, cause so my daughter's obsessed with Jojo Siwa. Mm. She recently came out as lesbian. I'm like, oh, cool. All right. I'm all for choices. Like, do you? Like, yeah. But they use Jojo Siwa now to, to, she's like the figurehead of the LGBTQ community in kindergarten and the preschool classes. I'm like, is this something really, she just sings really good music. I like her music. Yeah. She's very motivating. Why do we have to go here? Like, yeah and they're and my kid isn't there she's four like oh it's so frustrating it's very frustrating yeah like, interesting but. how do you uh what do you feel about all this like celebrity boxing shit going down because that was like relatively oh, recent too i like you got you watched it the other night i was bummed yeah well, I, I started sports betting okay so I, i'm up a lot like i started well, one of my clients or well he's not a client anymore because like it just didn't work out but like I was editing his videos, like, and I was editing, I edited like 10 videos mm -hmm. and like eight of the 10, he won. Okay. That's how I saw my fiance. We were, we were drinking, we were on a little vacation and I was like, we should, we should bet the UFC fight tonight. And she's like, what do we do? I, I was like, I don't know. My guy said bet 500 bucks on this, this and this. And she's like, is he right? I was like, he's right more than he's wrong. Dang. I was like, those are good odds. So you're like, you're seeing all of his predictions and in real time, you're like, Dang, 80%? Yeah, what? I'm, like, I'm like, and he seems to like at UFC. And I'm like, his name's Matt Tanner for anybody listening. Like, he's got a good TikTok. He gives everything away for free, which is why I like him too. But I was like, fuck it, let's, let's bet. Let's put 500 bucks. But I never enjoyed a fight more until I bet 500 bucks on it. Mm. Even my fiance, like Chris, like we watched every single fight at Buffalo Wild Wings. 
or no, Miller's Ale House, sorry, at Miller's Ale House on the big screen. We were drinking, we were eating food, we're like high-fiving people next to us. And then I won $2,000. Hell yeah. So uh, you bet on an underdog? Well, he just case? tells you who to bet on. I don't know who I'm betting on. I just kind of trusted him. I was like, all right, cool. But then he's like, you know, you just watch the fight. It's like, okay. It's basically a 50-50 odd thing. Like, yeah, I, I like it better. I mean, it, betting, I guess, gets complicated. You have like the like NFL bets, like the props and all that shit. Like, there's all kinds of shit you can bet on. You can bet on everything. But like USC, it's kind of like you win or you lose. It's yeah. like, who do you like more? So I, we did that. And but it was like I had to like they had to win like two in a row. So it was like two of the fights that night had to win. And then if they both won, then I would win. It was like fifteen hundred dollars. Mm. And I was like, so it was like I was like a so nail the, It was like, like one of those parlays where yeah, it was parlay, like parlay. That's got the, it. Yeah, it was a parlay. So you had to win two. <laughs> you just gambling money. You don't even know the term. <laughs> yeah, and it worked. We won. And I was like, so then I now like every like every UFC fight. Like we, we buy the fight, we invite people over. Like now we make it a whole social thing. Mm. So it's like, well, cause I mean, you try to watch a UFC fight. Like, I mean, you watch the Jake, you ended up yeah, buying yeah. it here. Yeah. Like it sucks trying to go watch a fight anywhere. It's like, there's like a cover charge and like at bars that never charge a cover is a cover charge for a boxing fight. It's like, yeah. what the fuck? Why, why is there a cover? And then you have to get there so early to get a seat. So it's like, I don't, I mean, I lack self-control. So like if I get there really, that means I'm gonna be really fucking drunk before the time the fight happens that I want to see. Yeah, you know. So we just started buying it at our house. You know, getting on the TV, inviting some people over, creating like a whole social experience out of it, which is and now it's awesome. But but I'm still up like 2,500 bucks. I yeah. bet like now like I just only bet like 200 bucks at a time, and it, it works. Nice. So how much would you say you're up in the gambling gambling 20, world? 2,500, like off okay. 500. Nice. Initial investment five hundred, made twenty five hundred, in the last like four months. Nice. I, I it's like a savings account for me. I think it's, I, I like it better than crypto. Why <laughs> like do you say that? Less, to me, it's less risky than crypto. It's it's probably a similar <laughs> bet, yeah. you know. Because hey, I don't I don't invest in crypto, so I could be just talking shit. But mm. like I'm just like, two guys are gonna beat the shit out of each other. One guy's gonna win. Cool. If he wins, I win money. If he doesn't, and you're always betting on the underdog. Like, so I, like, as a, as a business owner and a person, I, I like that. I want to support the dude that nobody's, nobody likes. And they're like, oh, he's going to get his ass beat. I'm like, well, why? Yeah. I don't know him. Like, anybody can get knocked the fuck out in UFC. For real. Like, doesn't matter how good you are. Like, the right punch knocks anybody out. So, like, basically, I'm just betting on the fact that, like, these underdogs are going to knock people out. Well, now that you say that, I mean, there is always going to be a definitive winner. And I guess technically it is 50-50 mm -hmm. unless you like pay attention and this guy's like definitely going to win. But in crypto, I, I do see where you're coming from to where it's like Elon Musk tweets tomorrow and it that shit goes to zero. He makes a tweet and it's like Dogecoin to the moon. It's like, the fuck is Dogecoin? Yeah. Now people are like, well, it's like every people are just stupid. They bet all their money on some shit they don't understand. And then they're happy as fuck when it's working, mm. but then it, then they lose, and then they're like depressed and they're upset and they're angry at Elon. It's like, well, no, you just don't understand how it works. Yeah, like, and that's the thing too, like uh, investing. It's like, like the way I look at the sports betting. It's like I just it's a savings account for me, and like I just I'll plop a hundred, two hundred bucks here and there, and it keeps multiplying. Yeah. Right. If you keep winning, but if I, but, it, but this thing is like, but you have to understand the risk. Like I know, I, yeah, I'm going to lose sometimes, but I need to win more than I lose. It's how I treat videos. It's like, I need to go viral more times than I don't. Yeah.
Speaking I of that, you want to get into that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. I love videos. So That's like, right. my voice is Horace because I was working an event for the last like three days. I walk. I, I I try. I walked a marathon in the last three and a half Fuck. days. Were you tracking your steps? Yeah, because I have a Garmin. So mm. like, it was like it was the equivalent of a marathon in the last three days, getting footage for Justin and Stefan. Damn, that's the best because then you can just pig out on like burgers and fries and I shit. Did. I had chicken fingers and mimosas for breakfast this morning. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want this. Dude, I kind of wish that I didn't live in Arizona. So when I came to Arizona, it felt like a vacation in Arizona because it's like a destination kind of if you well, don't any, live here. Anytime that I don't travel with my child is a vacation. Yeah, like, true. Because <laughs> there's traveling and there's traveling with a kid. Like, so, like, I mean, shout out to parents because even a girlfriend yeah, traveling yeah. without a girlfriend. They, 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 there's so much, there's so much to be said for star fishing in your bed. <laughs> Just laying like this, you know, you live with your girl. I live with my fiance. I have a kid. So it's like, you have no privacy. You have no like time alone. Mm. So like, I, you know, it's our room and I'm like, I'll pay for this. <laughs> yeah. Turn the AC all the way yeah, down. Yeah, 62. It's like it's like a rental car. You know, you just drive rental cars like assholes. Like I feel like AC units in hotel rooms. It's like how low can it go? <laughs> like 60. I was at 62. I was like, it doesn't even feel 62. But that yeah. fucker's running 24 seven. I feel so bad for hotel owners. Like guys like Grant yeah. Cardone are just angry at their power bill. Like really? They. I mean, I assume he owns apartments and like same with apartments. Like you're just like. Yeah. Speaking of Grant Cardone, you were running his TikTok for a little bit, right? Still running it. Still running it. Well, I have an NDA, so I can't say publicly, but yeah, we took him to a million in five and a half months. Dude, that's awesome. He loves us. So what's the what's the key with TikTok? Because I actually got into TikTok recently, and I'm I'm just like scrolling it. I'm still trying to learn it, and because I just downloaded it like a couple weeks ago because of your advice. <laughs> but um, TikTok is the only place where you can go viral. Normal people can go viral on TikTok. And I say normal people like on YouTube, you see a lot of viral stuff, but you have to have kind of a following. The yeah. likelihood of like a nobody on YouTube coming in, making a dope video and going viral is very small on TikTok. And if it happens, it's like a one hit wonder. Yes. Like, I mean, you know, some YouTubers, your friends with Clark. Clark's an awesome YouTuber. Like, yeah, so much effort goes into his business and what he does. And even still, it's not as predictable as for me, it's like, I know if I film 30 videos, five of those are going to do significantly better than the rest. Out mm. of those five, one's going to get a million views. Mm. Like, and we've created, I say we, I have a team, you know that, but for people listening, I have five full-time video edit. Like, I have an operation of TikTok creators, and we've gone viral 200, over, almost 200 times in 12 different niches. How do you define viral? Yeah, that's a, so it's tricky. Yeah. Like, I define viral as one million views in 24 hours. More than that, then it's like you get to like 10 million views, it's like super viral, and then anything above 20 million views, I consider mega viral. And I've gone all up to 50 million views in one video, and I don't even have a name for that. It's just crazy when that happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think people they, they throw around the term viral a lot, especially on TikTok. And yeah, say, oh, you got 200,000 views. I'm like, that's cute, like, that's not viral. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's but yeah, so we just have a good batting average. That's that's the way I look at it because and, it, and it's volume. It's like I consider what we do, and it's hard because everybody wants volume. Like you yeah. know that. You're, you're a creator, everybody listens to Gary Vee and they're like, post, 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 and it's just like, okay, but quality is not sustainable at that level. So I consider when I talk to clients and I pitch them a lot, I talk to, I mean, 
we're doing Alex Hermosis now. He's mm. another big client of mine. I do beard brands. I am Alfam. Like I have major influencer clients, and I've, nine out of ten conversations are like, "Do we need to post more?" And I'm like, "No, we don't need to post more. We just need to find the right topics." Because for those listening, like a TikTok video is eight. If you eighty twenty, what makes a TikTok video go viral? It's eighty percent the topic of the video. Mm. It's twenty percent. The editing, the flow of the video, the person in the video, like, you know, and like, if you're more attractive, you go viral more often. If you're polarizing, you say shit, like people don't like you, you go viral more often. The more comments you get, the more hate you get, the more people see you. It's such a trade-off. It's a very toxic environment too. Like, TikTok? TikTok is the worst. Like, I mean, YouTube comments are pretty bad, but I think TikTok is worse. Because, I mean, you just get, I mean, I take daggers to the soul every day of my life, I feel like. For your personal one or for yeah, your clients? All of it. Like, we control it for everybody. And I read all that stuff. So it sucks. Mm. These are good people. Like, I like my clients. I'm not, none of them are assholes. Yeah. I mean, say what people want about Cardone. Dude's a badass. Like, I'm like, he gets a lot. Like, I see the duets. I see the fucking comments. I'm just like, oh, it's depressing. And then I get them for myself, you know, because when... I, I'm nearing 100,000 followers, which is like a milestone on TikTok. Yeah. And it's, it's, I have a therapist. I, I have to talk to somebody. So mm. it's, it's, I mean, I feel like social media is just so fucking toxic. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's toxic, but it's invigorating because it's like I, I get excited by the toxicity of what's happening. So it's like, that's why I talk to my therapist about it. I'm like, um, I love this but it fucks me up inside because of the comments and stuff comment the hate this like, it's just what's it's the what's the roi from reading all the comments like what's the reasoning behind reading it all well on tiktok it's like a culture like and i troll back sometimes which some people don't agree with that but yeah i look at it as engagement and the more comments that are happening the more views my video is going to get the more views i get the more followers i get the more followers and views I get, the better I look to my clients. They they trust me to go viral. If I'm always going viral, then I'm I'm always their go-to guy. You know, so it's I, I think it's also the pressure too, because everything's it's easy to go viral on TikTok. Yeah, but it's really not. Like it's just as hard as any other platform. So let's say someone's listening to this and they're like, I want to create TikToks, or I I just want to create. What is the secret sauce for them to start paying attention to, to start going viral? Topics. You have to find things that people want. Reddit is a good place to start. Reddit and TikTok are highly correlated. They, uh, what's popular on Reddit tends to be popular on TikTok. So you look at topics on Reddit that might interest you. Um, you don't need the niche down. You can okay. talk about whatever the fuck you want to talk about. Does this apply to all platforms, you think? No, no. Like other platforms, you need a niche. Like, you know that. Like, yeah. you're, you're in more dating, you know, masculinity. That's kind of your niche. And it's just like, you have to have a niche to go to, to build your initial following on TikTok. Each video is standalone. Like, and people, they want to follow. They're following you, not necessarily the video. Mm. And I think it's stronger on TikTok because they... You can talk about whatever you want and you can go viral off anything you want. But the only problem with that is if you're going viral off topics, you don't know what topics are going to go viral. So you might not necessarily want to go viral for the things that you go viral for. Like I had no clue that your last event yeah. like, was my first viral, like super viral video from my own account. Five million views. Damn. Like, 
from your event. I literally, you saw me, I put my camera down and I told people to go out by themselves, leave their phone in their pocket. Yeah. 4.1 million views in 48 hours. I gained 55,000 followers from one video. Holy shit. <laughs> now I apparently give dating tips and social advice. <laughs> because that's the thing too, when something works on TikTok, you don't fight the algorithm. Mm. If the algorithm likes you and likes you doing some sort of content, give it more of that content. Yeah. So now I just teach people how to make friends. How do you feel about some, like I've seen guys, specifically one who is about to come on the podcast and I'm still in talks with him because I want him to fly down here from Michigan. But he talks a lot about like paranormal and like supernatural and conspiracy stuff. Mm. And I thought it was super interesting. He had like 1.7 million followers on TikTok. And then yesterday I went into the TikTok to DM him again because we were chatting and his whole account got deleted. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, how do you feel about that? Oh, censorship is real. Like it's, is it controlled by China? I, Damn I, Chinese. I mean, I feel like everything. I mean, but it's, I'm, I'm more afraid of my iPhone than I am of TikTok. Mm. Like Apple's got everything they need on you. Like China just give it, I mean, and you know, for lack of a better term, I mean, our fucking president's going to sell us out to China any chance he gets anyway. So what the fuck does it matter? I'd rather just be on the platform getting views. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think it's, you know, the censorship is, I mean, well, cause I'm good friends with Elliot Hulse. We mm -hmm. you know Elliot Hulse. Uh, we grew his account to almost a, to a little over hundred K in like a couple months and opened up the account one day to post a video and it was gone. Damn. On the same day, the Hodge twins were gone. Like in like 10 other big conservative channels were gone. Damn. It was like somebody from TikTok was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Bye. Yeah. So now I don't do any political accounts. Do did Elliot create a new account? Like he has are you one able now. To do that? But they, I I think that there's an algorithm for him. Mm. And I this could be conspiracy, but there's some shit in TikTok that TikTok does that is like I see it because I see so much data from all the accounts. There's a you'll never hear, but there's a beautification felt like yeah it, it built into the algorithm. If you're attractive, you go, you're going to go viral more likely than somebody who isn't attractive. Ah. I've tested, which is why I'm sitting here on this show, because I'm going to cut this up into TikToks yeah, yeah. with no sleeves and short shorts. The more skin that I really? show, the more views I get. Interesting. And that is provable by From data, data on the accounts. And the beautification, so TikTok was owned by ByteDance, and ByteDance had multiple apps prior to TikTok. Mm. TikTok well, it was musically first, then it turned into TikTok. But on the platforms prior to, to Musical.ly and TikTok, they were open about beautification filters and beautification algorithms. You don't hear about that anymore because I mean, everybody's soft, so yeah. we live in this world. Like if TikTok came out like, yep, yep, attractive people go viral. <laughs> Next thing you know, now they're fucking being canceled. But it is 100%, if you're more attractive, you're gonna go viral, you're more likely to go viral, which is why you see half naked 16 year olds going viral all the time. Yeah. You know, old dudes don't necessarily, you know, they, good information goes viral, but you're fighting a losing battle if you're not attractive. Do you think TikTok is like Vine was in the sense that regardless of TikTok's future, the people who are big on the platform will be big wherever they go? Well, it's short form. Like short form content. And I'm, 
I would say I am I am very good at short form content. Mm. Like I I'm carving out my world as like the forefront expert on short form content, and I consider short form thirty seconds or less. To be able as and I focus on educators, like to be an educator and be able to deliver a point that somebody can grasp onto and take it, implement in their life, and then hit follow. You have to be able to speak very clearly. That's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. It's, it's a skill set. Like, I speak TikTok. I speak in direct sentences. And yeah. it's, it's made me a better speaker across everything that I do. It's made my communications better with people. I feel like I have more impact when I talk to people because I speak in one sentence. And the reason I do that is because I edit the sentences. Mm. So it's less editing if I speak clear. Yeah. I can make more videos faster. Because if you're all over the place and you're not really articulate you got to edit out every um every pause and yep. it just makes the video like shit yes it's, it's hours of editing which sucks yeah and like but i think the short form you know you're seeing i mean like everybody thought tiktok was gonna get banned i don't know what happened there it just kind of disappeared yeah we talked about that shit no more um but reels popped up instagram copy and now you have youtube shorts like from a marketing standpoint like you know i said the attention span of a goldfish like i think it's less than that now i and I think the, the the audiences are smarter. I don't think I don't think like I talk shit about Gen Z, but I think they're wildly intelligent and socially like capable on a phone. In real life, they have no social skills. Yeah. But when it comes to navigating a phone and apps and things of that nature, they're fucking they're up here. Whereas like I'm 38 years old, like I'm like catching up to them. Yeah. Because I mean I didn't have a cell phone for half my life, but I think that that communication like. It's a wildly valuable skill. I think products, like everybody should just make shorter, more concise products. Like you see it with Netflix series. You can watch the whole thing in one shot. 10 episodes, yeah. done. That's how people think now. Like we were, I was at a copywriting event. They're like, one of the guys, Rich Sheffrin, is a big OG internet marketer. He did a whole talk. He's like, we're making the Netflix for entrepreneurs. I was like, I think that's stupid as fuck. <laughs> I was like, nobody wants Netflix. They want to watch for free on YouTube. Yeah. They don't want to pay. Nobody wants to pay for shit because like, it's all free on YouTube. You just got to search for it. And Gen Z has a, a very good ability to find what they want. They don't implement on it, but they can research it. So it's like the, the accessible information and being able to articulate it into sentences where it's digestible in like 30 second videos. I think like, I mean, I know I have that skill set and I'm very glad that I do. Yeah. So it's. Do you think that long form content in a way is a niche in its own? Like, because I listen to long form podcasts, but I also see people who can't stand a long form podcast and they only need like one minute videos. Well, you watch, I mean, like Rogan, for example, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan of Rogan's podcast. I'm a fan of a couple of Nelk podcasts. I, I listen to those. Yeah. I like, I think podcasts are good to put in the background and let, if you like the creators or the people on the thing, then it's cool. Like it's just there. Mm. But look at the clip channels, like Rogan clip, Logan Paul clips, impulsive clips. Yeah. Impulsive clips is bigger. It gets more views than impulsive. People don't want to sit through an hour and a half. Some do. And those may be your super fans. They'll probably buy more from you. But most people are just like, yeah, it's an hour and a half. It's probably like five or six things he said that are worth me knowing. Maybe they'll put it in the clip channel. Hmm. And then you see a three minute clip. And then that, that three minute clip goes down to a TikTok clip. And then it's posted on reels and shorts and 
How do you feel about repurposing content? Like, I feel like what I've seen is it seems like when you repurpose content, I was actually talking to Clark about this, people can tell, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes the engagement is not as good as if you had made that organically for that platform. Like Clark's a really good creator and he creates for the platform. Like, yes, if you put more effort, like that's why I tell everybody, like right now, if you're starting anybody, listen, you want, I need to build, grow a following. I want to make money through the internet. Like TikTok's the place to start. And then the second would be reels. Like, and the likelihood, the irony of that is they're both the same videos. I re my Instagram is just a repurpose of my TikTok. And in the last like couple months, my Instagram has grown substantially than it did for the previous two years because of reels reposting my TikToks. Mm. So the, the audiences are the same. Like people that are watching reels are the same that are watching TikTok. And then, so they work in both places. I'm not too familiar with YouTube shorts yet. Just, I mean, a lot of my clients are posting our videos to it. They're getting a lot of views, but I, YouTube short seems like forced. It doesn't yeah. seem natural on the platform. Mm -hmm. Reels is kind of like that, but in Instagram's app, people are just kind of used to scrolling around. So I think it works, but it's, I, I like repurposing, but I think you have to have a central focus on something to grow. Like for me, I, I just focus on TikTok. I'm like, I want to get as big as I can on TikTok because I also know that if I just have a 200,000 followers on TikTok, and then I make a video saying, follow me on Instagram. Then the likelihood of me getting like, let's say 5,000, 10,000 followers to follow me there is higher than if I just was focusing on Instagram from the start. In one day, I could make up for an entire year of no follower growth. Mm. You know, that, and you saw that with like, Charlie. was like, oh, TikTok, they, they don't go to other platforms. And then Charlie D'Amelio, who has 100 million plus followers on TikTok, creates a YouTube channel and she has 2.5 million subscribers in one day. Damn kind of blew everybody's theory out of the water. If they like you, they're gonna fucking follow you elsewhere. Like, I just think as a, as a culture, people aren't consuming long form like they were. Yeah. Because you gotta commit to long form. You gotta commit to like, okay, I wanna watch this podcast. And even that word, I wanna watch this podcast. Yeah. I don't listen to podcasts on Spotify, I watch them on YouTube. Yeah. It almost seems like, like, you're like half-assing it, even if you commit to listening to it, it's like it doesn't feel the same as, a, as if you're watching it. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't watch, you can't just listen to the Elon Musk, Joe Rogan podcast and get the same effect as watching Joe you Rogan. You gotta watch Elon smoke his blunt. Yeah. And be like, cool, like, or see Rogan's like expressions. Like it's, it, it is like peeking in on a conversation, but it's, I, I don't know, like, cause I cycle a lot. So I, I listen, or I, I have Spotify and I have YouTube premium so I can listen, like, it's easier for me to just find something on YouTube than it is for me to search Spotify. Yeah. So it's like, which is, that's a weird dichotomy too. Like I'm listening to YouTube. I'm not watching it, but yeah, I, th I just think that the, the nature of long form is like they used to say, I mean, you're into marketing. They say that, Oh, if people commit to a certain amount of time, then they're going to buy something from you. Yeah. They're your super fans. I don't agree with that anymore. I'd rather just show them 130 second videos. Mm. because I have more chances to impact them with a hundred short form videos than I do with one hour long podcast. Yeah. Like, cause I can, it's, it's individual tips. It's super tangible. They can just take this and learn from it. Take this, do this. And the algorithm will keep feeding it to them. Yeah. Like, so it's, I, I'm a big fan of short form because of that. I just think it's, I think it's faster to influence people than long form. I think it goes against what people say that you need long form content. I don't think you do. You just need a higher volume of short form content. It almost seems like people are just trying to resist that TikTok might be the direction to go right now. Like I, 
I admit it. I, even still, I'm You're slacking. still, yeah. You are. I and am. And dude, TikTok needs your advice. Gen <sighs> Z, I talk shit about Gen Z a lot. Yeah. They need your fucking help. They're fucking socially inept. They jack off all the time. They're depressed. They stay up late. Their girlfriends cheat on them. Like they're jacked in the thumbs. Like their thumb muscle, their swipe muscle is so fucking strong. Yeah. But they're weak as a fucking person. Like it is terrible. Like, and they need help. Here's young kids. Here, here's where I, the only thing I would say to that, and I, I guess I'm curious to hear what your take is on this because in a sense, I don't know the right answer to this, right? But I've been doing dating advice at least content on YouTube since 2014. So it's been seven years that I've been doing this. And as a successful- And your consistency is what I admire most about you. Cause you kept going on YouTube. And that's why I've like, I love Clark as well. Yeah. Like the consistency, the, like it, you have to be so determined. Yeah. To consistently make content. You have to be kind of psychopath. It sucks. It's hard. It's a grind every fucking video like and you're constantly striving a number that you're never going to reach yeah like it's because for you it, it may be a hundred thousand new subscribers then when you get that you're going to be like cool now i need 250 now i need a million now i need 1.5 million it's it's never ending so it's a constant pressure you're putting on yourself to keep creating and which drives certain people and like when you turn to youtube when like the dating community was being like forced off of youtube yeah, for like real. RSD is no more on YouTube because, well, you know, where you fall on that spectrum, they do some yeah. questionable shit over there. Respect to Owen. Like, hey, no, like they, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened there, but they drug the pickup community into a, like a, a dark place. And I don't think, I think people are still trying to like build that trust back. Mm. Um, but I mean, kind of full circle on what I was saying is just, the determination it takes and you did it like that's one of the things like i've always told you that i'm like dude you just kept going with youtube like yeah. you just kept going and that's i guess that's kind of how i am with tiktok i'm like i don't care what anybody says like it's weird i tell people i'm a tiktoker but i make more money on tiktok than most people's entire families make like, yeah but and i don't sell anything on tiktok either that's the crazy thing yeah but it's it's a trend but it's it's culture it's where the future is going yeah like, well, what I was saying is I like, I, I, I feel the urge to post short form stuff and really get into that. But I've been doing dating advice for so long that as a person, I've grown to where that's not the stuff that gets my rocks off in the morning anymore. Yeah, you know, 100% agree. I did it too. I had a fashion channel. Like I, one day I woke up and I was like, is all I want to be known for is teaching guys how to get laid by wearing skinny jeans. I have a five-year-old daughter now I'm yeah. engaged. I'm 38 years old. I still wear skinny jeans. Like. Like I just, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I think the diversity of TikTok, cause you still have those gems from the dating. Mm -hmm. You have a whole book about it, 101 yeah. ways. Like those gems can impact people. And for you as a creator, you can make a 30 second video <laughs> to impact somebody. Like it's, and then you could just make whatever, whatever, if you want to talk about conspiracy theories the next, if you want to talk about Rogan, if you want to talk about, you don't have to have a niche on TikTok. It's you. Mm. Like, so what you're saying is just commit to putting out shorter form content and give gems. Doesn't matter what the niche that's, is. That's what goes viral for educators. That, that's the secret sauce to virality for educators is singular, tangible, one point tips. Mm. Like go out by yourself, leave your phone in your pocket. Say this to the bartender 
and they'll introduce you to somebody. Mm. Wear these, get this. Do this, get this. Here's how you meet people. You do this, this, and this. Like, speaking TikTok. <laughs> Interesting. I feel like maybe, I mean, that would be easy to do because you just hit record on your phone for 30 seconds, do it once a day. Once a day. I mean, Damn. you can edit them. Like, we edit them. Like, we, we overproduce our TikToks. I mean, obviously. But Have you noticed a difference in those hitting more consistently if they have the edits, the sound effects, whatnot? Well, the, the psychology of the videos that we're putting on TikTok, I mean, it goes deep. It's, there, there is no stopping point. There's no pauses. There's, there's, there's no way for somebody to exit out of their, your video because it's so easy for them to exit out. They just swipe up. Yeah. So I make it impossibly hard for them to lit, like the video has to flow. If there's any time or time in the video that the video does, it feels jarring. And that could be visually, if something's happening, like if, if I'm spinning in my chair like this, like the, that, that will stop a video from going viral because it's not smooth. Mm. If, if a sound effect is too loud, it's, it's, it breaks the flow of the video. If, if a, a jump cuts too, like it has to be, that's why I have a hard time finding editors to work for me because it's a creative process. And those things, I, I think they're far more important than people realize because you watch a viral video and the video, is you want it to not feel like you just watched the long video. And to do that, certain things have to happen. Now, a lot of people you know, can grab their phone and like film something and the suspense of what's happening is enough to make it go viral. But like people that are teaching, they have, you know, they have to facilitate the viral, you know, like, so they have to have a good hook. So the hook, the first three seconds of the video has to flow into the next part, which is to transfer from the hook into the meat of the, of, of the video. And then the meat of the story has to be delivered in a way at which it's instantly tangible. Like it's, I think it's a lot harder to make educators go viral than it is to like be an attractive person or do like a prank or a skit. Cause I run a prank account and we get a lot of views on that one too. Yeah. Like that's way easier. Like you just do shock value shit and people are going to watch it. But to take somebody, you know, to take somebody that makes like, let's say an hour long podcast, like we're doing right now. Yeah. I'm going to send this, this footage to my editor and she's going to have to watch it and find those little moments that might go viral. Yeah. That takes a special person. For real. Like, and that's, I want more of this. So if you're listening to this and you want to be that person, <laughs> I'll probably hire you. <laughs> the thing that bothers me about like, I mean, maybe it's it's natural, but I've met so many people and this has been my frustration with creating is I would love to delegate video editing, but it's so hard to do because everybody classifies themselves as a videographer or a video editor and they don't have an eye for that type of shit, you know? Well, we're like, the irony of me having a video editing TikTok agency, because what I have, yeah. is we're not that great of editors. We're really good marketers. We understand psychology. Yeah. Psychology is more important than editing, but editing can facilitate psychology. How big of a role do you think your daily Instagram stories that you were making every day for years played into your success on TikTok right now? I, you know, I think the only, th like, they were very entertaining. Like, so for those listening, I used to make like little 30 second, like recaps of my day, like with, yeah. I would fit. But what I did was I streamlined the process of creating every day to an ability at which I could sustain it. Because I did over a year of those. I mean, it was what grew my Instagram to like 10,000 followers. Mm. Like when nobody was growing on Instagram, I grew to like 10,000 followers, which is, 
I mean, to some people that's small, but to me, I was like, yes, 10,000 people. You can swipe up now. Yeah, I got the swipe up feature, which nobody fucking swipes up anymore. Um, Really? Yeah, you know, if you use that, it's not as effective as it once was. But yeah, I, I think that, I mean, it forced me to edit fast. Like, and I saw, cause I only, you only have like 30 seconds. So when you only have 30 seconds, it kind of strips away. And this is why like, I love video editors, but I also dislike video editors because they, they edit, a lot of editors edit wrong. They edit for like these flashy types of like footage, these like wedding videos and these music videos, which are beautiful creations. Mm-hmm. But they fucking shit the bed for views on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. And you see that all the time. How many of your friends that are video editors make a dope montage video yeah. that gets no views? Like, it's the psychology is way more important. And what I learned from doing my stories every day was strip away all the fancy editing, transitions, color grading, you know, different nice cameras, everything. And what you have is a story. Mm. And the story has to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Which is why people watch my shit, because it always had a story. It could have been just me going to a park with my daughter, but the first clips were me walking into the park, and the last clip was always me leaving the park. Ah, I so see. Even as stupid as that is, that's, like, that's not exciting for a lot of people, but you know, like everybody has stories in their day. It's just thinking in a three-act narrative. Like Most people don't think like that. And that's how we think with, like even with educators going viral on TikTok. This, it starts with an attention-grabbing hook, and then it has to deliver, you know, which is it, people want to finish things. Yeah. If you leave them open, it's just like, it, it's, it's like. It's they don't abrupt. feel the point. Yeah, they don't feel it. And for me to do that, it also made me make things that weren't cool look cool. Mm-hmm. Like me going to the same coffee shop 365 days a year with my daughter. I think it's cool because I'm with my kid, but. It's not that cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like normal life stuff. Yeah, and it's being able to make a creative edit every day of the same thing also made my creative muscle jacked as fuck. Mm. Like, and that definitely, when I'm dealing with, I mean, I was at a copywriting event, Justin and Stefan, like, love them. They're boring. <laughs> I have to make them look cool. Yeah. How do I do that? Like, do they, are you saying because of the, the way they speak, they're just like very monotone? Yeah. They're not care. They're, they're, they're charismatic in their own right. Yeah. But they're not like in your face, excited, like a Jake Paul or a Logan Paul. Yeah. Like you have to force that out of them. And if I didn't have a hundred videos of me making my stupid coffee shop look cool, it would probably be a lot harder for me to make them look cool. Yeah. And then now I can get paid more because I make them look cool. Cause that's all it's video editors. Like they sell the wrong things. They sell the videos. It's like, no, you're selling FOMO. You're selling dopamine hits. And for most people views. Yeah. Like you're hitting all levels of narcissism. Like that's what a TikTok is. That's why I like it so much. That's, that's my entire pitch to people is like, I don't know if you're going to make money from it, but I can get you a million views. What's that worth? <laughs> I charge this much. Is that worth it to you? Yeah. And they say yes. I feel like that's so underrated or under talked about is just like to make a good video. It's not about, I mean, yeah, sometimes getting the right angles, getting the right camera movement. But a lot of times, like you said, it's the storytelling, 
what's the point what is the reader or the value like what are they getting out of it and i learned that lesson myself when i when i made my documentary for my first event i I ever did because i just had a shit ton of footage and I, it was like a blank canvas. And I've just learned like every video of mine that's ever been good and like gotten views, it was pretty much because of what I chose to leave out and what I chose to include. Well, I think you control, like, for example, I was at an event for three days and by day three, it's boring. Mm. All the footage is the same. Yeah. The difference is the human moments that you capture. Mm. Like us at the party last night, like, I would get all the clips for a good video in 20 minutes of being at a party because that's when everybody's being human. That's when everybody's opening up, being goofy. Those are the clips yeah. that pull an emotion. And the emotion is like, you know, yeah, the story like matters, but it's also being able to capture emotional clips. Like that's all I did this for the last three days was, you know, cameras strapped to my wrist. I'm catching everything I can. Like, Guys are hugging. They just met each other. Like, you know, kid, you know, Stefan's kid hugged, hugged them, you know, his wife. Mm. Like, those are the things that, like, those make the videos because those are human points of connection. Like, goes into a story. Like, people relate to those things. Like, it's not, you know, I mean, you do events. It's like, what goes viral is the fucking, the story of the 47-year-old man who was made fun of by all of his friends but decided to buy a ticket to your event travel across the fucking country, sit there for five, four days, take himself way outside of his comfort zone and change his life. Yeah. Like, but that from a standpoint is it's weird. Yeah. But that is a great viral thing. Like, so it's being able to show and, and editors control that. Like editors control the emotion. Like you pull on the heartstrings. Like I am purposely trying to piss off Gen Z in my videos. Mm. because emotion triggers comments so if the video doesn't tap on an emotion it's probably not going to go viral like and that that emotion could be hatred that emotion could be sadness it could be appreciation it could be love it could be like excitement inspiration but if a video doesn't have that emotion it's not going to get the views and that's what you you facilitated that with your documentary that's what editors do but i think editors also just condense Mm. Okay, this is a 10 minute video. I got to make it into a one minute video. Yeah, I mean, if, if you do that enough times, you're going to get some, some views. Like, something's going to happen just by sheer volume. But we want it to, to trigger. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I focus on with my video. Like, like when I, even the, the music that is picked, like, like, I hate music, like, on videos because you can't really use copyright. Like, because Sony BMG is like fucking, like, fuck them. Yeah. Like they own every song on YouTube. It doesn't make any fucking sense why they own everything. Like <laughs> that's the struggle cuz literally when you came in here, I was thinking, let me play some hype up music, but I was like, fuck, I can't play any can't music. Have it, yeah. Cuz it's in the fucking background. And Sony BMG is going to be like, fuck you. Yep, yeah, we want your money. So it's like you know, even songs like it the what's being said in the song, like I I don't use certain songs if I don't agree with the message. You know, and then like being able to listen to the song and then the words that are being said in the song, if you can match that to a clip that's you are, you got because you look for those emotions. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I don't know. It's now it's going deep into like what makes videos. Speaking of not agreeing with the message and going viral, um, I've been playing around with my clips channel for this podcast because that's 
pretty much how I've gotten most of the, the few subscribers I have at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one of the things we talked about on one of the previous podcasts like a week ago was like Lil Nas X and how he's like doing all this crazy shit. He's coming out as gay. He's going demonic. Yeah. And I just made a video on, on the Clips channel. Uh, is Lil Nas X a sellout? And dude, like for a channel that has no views, it got like 100 views in a day. And I'm like, mm -hmm. damn. I also noticed Jake Paul's name will get a bunch of views in a day as well. It's, you know? it's like that on TikTok. You say if brands are popular or people are popular, you say their name, the algorithm picks it up. Like, mm. it's, it's that good. But yeah, no, I mean, Little Nas X, I mean, I, I don't know if I appreciate what he's doing. I think, it, I think it's attention. I think he's like a little child just trying to be, be famous and keep people talking not to Not be him. a one-hit wonder. Yeah. He and succeeded it, at not being a one-hit wonder. Yeah, but I mean, what's that, at what cost? Yeah. Like, Once you go that far, you can't go back from that. Like, yeah, I get it. You put blood, blood droplets in your shoes and you had like, you know, Nike was suing you. I guess that's cool. But I don't know. I don't want to get sued by Nike. Yeah. If, if I was going to get sued, I think the last person I want to be sued by is Nike. Like, they can fuck you up. Yeah, right. so it's I don't know, I, but but he is from the generation like Lil Nas X is that like it's an attention culture, mm. and he's very gifted at what he's doing. He can get attention, like and he's and he does make some good music. I mean, no respect to his music, yeah. like people love it. Like Old Town Road is you know how he promoted Old Town Road and he like started his own memes and did it all himself. Like I have mad respect for that. Yeah. But now, like, my five-year-old is listening to your music and you're talking about demonic blood in your shoes. It's like, bro, come on. Like, let's think about what, where, where are you going to be in 10 years? Like, yeah. But look who, I don't think creators take into account, like, who's watching them. Like, you want to say that, yeah, I get it. You came out as, as gay. You came out as, you know, this is what you're about. It's like, cool. Okay. Five-year-olds still watch you. Yeah. They play your songs at fucking elementary schools. Yeah. And, no, and, I see where you're coming from. And they say, and then he's like, well, I didn't make it for kids. It's like, yeah, you did. You know who <laughs> you the, made it for anybody who would click. <laughs> yeah, you know who the fuck was going to watch your video. And you knew the demographics on the platform that were going to make your video go viral. You knew that you made it for kids. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, if he would just come out and be like, yeah, I did that. I'd have more respect for him. But, you know, I mean, he doesn't need my respect. He's doing what he's going to do anyways. He's famous as fuck. Like, yeah. But. At what cost? You know, speaking of, uh, one of the things that, and we're going to try to get a viral clip for you here, because <laughs> you'll, I'm sure you'll have a take on this, but um, I joined, do you know who Airac is? I love Airac. Dude, he has this program, it's called Creator Now. Have you heard him talk about it? I haven't, it? This, no. um, It's basically where he does like, he has a group of 300 people that buy his program, and he does six week increments, so only 300 people at a time. And so I just joined the third season. So it started like at the beginning of the summer and I'm one of the 300 people in this group, nice. but now I get to do Zoom calls with Hayden Hiller-Smith. I love that guy. And Eric, and yeah. then all these other creators who are in the group. And I was on the I was in the group the other day and the first call is tomorrow and then Hayden's Zoom call is on Wednesday. And I'm like, yo, for $200, I now have access to these people. I wanna buy that. Um, I want to buy that. Like, I don't know if it's still available. It might uh, still yeah. be. You should, honestly. Yeah, I do. I want it. Like, I'm, I'm in. Like, yeah. if you listen to this, Iraq, I'll buy it. Like, <laughs> Go get creator now. <laughs> and I can help you with TikTok, too. <laughs> like, no, I, I'm inspired by Like, I love that videographers are becoming cool. 
because I, I feel like videographers and editors, like for the most part, most editors, like maybe I'm cut different because I, I want to be, I have an attend, I have the narcissism in me. I want to be on, on yeah. camera too, just as much as I'm, but I'm a good editor. Like I, I can make shit, but I feel like editors, like, like the editor is equally as important as the creator. Like, and there has to be a synergy too with the creator and the editor because the editor can control what the creator wants the world to see. So they, they have to be like, you know, they have to be tight. They got to be like homies, you know? Yeah. So it's, and like, thanks to guys like, you know, the, the, the Rory Kramers, the Sam Colders, the Casey Neistats, like they've made videographers cool. Like, and that's, I mean, I was paid a lot of money to do this event just because like, I would consider myself a cool videographer. Yeah. I make other people look cool. That's well, all. you got the arm sleeve. That's like the first step. <laughs> no sleeves, tattoos, and short shorts. That's how you go viral on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, I just think, same with like Hillier Smith. Like he's a very, inter like, I mean, I don't know him personally. Yeah. I, I bought one of his courses. I think he's a genius. Okay. Is the course good? It was good. He okay. wildly undercharged for it. I would have paid three times the amount of what he charged. But I feel that way about creator now. It's like 200 bucks for well, this. Creators have a hard time charging what they're worth. Yeah. Like even I do, even probably you do as well. Um, everybody does. Like, um, but yeah, I think like the Hillius, like his, the, the the editing of of a Logan Paul vlog, and an Eric vlog. Like, I appreciate that. Like, I'm obsessed with the Nelk Boys right now. Like, okay. I think their fucking videos are insanely good. The way they hold people's attention, the way that they are clearly the editing, out. Like everything. Every like couple minutes, there's a fucking 15, 20, 30 second montage with high energy music. So just when you're starting to be a little bored, they bring you right back to life. Yeah. There's subtle product placements throughout the entire video because they sell all their own shit. Like they're. Let me ask you this, man. I learned this watching one of the old uh, hit, uh, Zoom calls that Hayden was on like a couple months ago. And. Um, I literally bought these like party poppers up there. Do you see those? Yeah. <laughs> I bought them because he, he showed the timeline of a Logan Paul video that he edited and he was walking through all of his thoughts with every edit. And I was like, yo, this is fucking gold. And he goes, yeah. So Logan was talking for like three minutes here and he literally realized three minutes into talking, this is boring. So we went and grabbed the party popper and just popped it and Hayden threw it in the middle of his rant. And when you look back at it and he talks about it, you go, there was literally no point for him popping that thing there, but it kept your attention and you didn't even realize. Yeah, yep. well that's, I mean, pattern interrupts are a marketing a trigger. They're absolutely necessary. That's, that's why we do obnoxious subtitles. Yeah. They're pattern interrupts. Like people who are bored, like they, and they, they don't like watching people for long periods of time. They get fucking bored. Yeah. So you have to do things to like, I call them attention triggers. Like, yeah. It's like, hey, pay attention. Like, Let me ask up. you this, man. Another thing he mentioned was Logan had a video that went viral is like, I bought $100,000 with the Pokemon cards. And the thumbnail was him holding stacks of cash in a box of Pokemon cards. Mm -hmm. And he said, little insider tip, um, that was fake movie money that you can get on Amazon for like 10 bucks. Yeah. And then I was like, yo, Jason Capital's putting out a shit ton of TikToks with a stacks of cash. Is it fake movie money? The world will never know. <laughs> Just like people want to know if there's anybody in the rooms that I'm speaking to. Yeah. That's a meme on TikTok. Like people like I have in my bio CEO of empty conference rooms. Yeah. Bye. Well, it depends on your your view of Schrodinger's cat. There is or there isn't depending on when you Well, look. I look at it differently. I think it's like in that retrospect, like I think it's funny that the, the audience is too stupid to realize that even if that's an empty room and that video gets a million views, that's a big fucking room. 
Yeah, for real. Like, I, I don't care who's in front of me. It's not for that. Yeah. It's for the views. Like, and people, they, they don't get that. Like, it's, it's for the views on the platform. Yeah. And to do the facilitate that, like, the, you know, the, like, with like Hillier Smith, like, you, you can facilitate, like, emotion. Like, a, a, a party popper, a, yeah. a, you know, hey, like, <laughs> all these things. But also the creator is a good creator if they know, and like, oh, I've been talking too long. This is boring. This is boring. Let's talk yeah. about this now. Speaking of, <laughs> you know, we gotta oh, we gotta wrap up here soon. Yeah. But should we do a party popper and like edit that fucking shit in? We could. Let's do it. <laughs> I want to do a party popper. <sighs> we gotta get you better loungewear, man. These basketball shorts are so big. Yeah, for real. Um, I'll let you do the honors because I know your editor is gonna have fun with this. I okay. might even put it at the beginning. But what is the, the viral? What what is the video? We have to orchestrate. So we got to go somewhere with it afterwards. It has to be, it has to be super tactical. Uh huh. Like, so I, I guess we could do it about. Editing. I was thinking How calling this work? this podcast uh, "How to Go Viral on TikTok" because that's literally what we talked about. It is, and I'm glad we talked about that because most people don't even know that I know about that stuff. Because people on TikTok, nobody knows what I, I do. I think on you no, I think you twist the bottom and it'll pop out the other end. So don't shoot yourself. Oh shit! Maybe. Let's pop out this end. Uh, oh yeah, the arrows. Yep. Three, two. So this, is what, so this is what we're gonna do. Yeah, do it. So this is how. This is called. This is called a, a pattern. Oh fuck! That was a pattern interrupt. That interrupted my pattern for real, bro. Now you have a lot of things to clean up. <laughs> now we're gonna go viral for sure. What we did there was we got your attention, and we interrupted your TikTok viewing experience to make you keep watching this video to tell you that if you're not using pattern interrupts in your videos, you're fucking up. Then you're not going viral. Yeah. Now I can't hear, but it's all for the views. Do it for the TikTok. Do it for the TikTok. <laughs> Do it for the TikTok. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. If someone wanted to go check out your shit, what should they look up on TikTok or Instagram? It's my name, Ryan McGinn. Um, Instagram's like where I talk to people. Um, I'm not as big on there, but TikTok DMs kind of suck, so it's really hard to talk to people on TikTok. But yeah, you can't search my name and not find me. So cool. You man. may find some old fashioned stuff that you'll probably learn from too. Yeah. hundred percent. Either way, your journey has been inspiring. Thank you for stopping in uh, right before your flight and coming on the podcast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, till next time. Thank you. Peace out. Appreciate you. Boom.